Tio to Tio is a new social website focusing on the latest news related to music, style, show business, and culture. Tio to Tio aims to share news, music, and inspirational stories and offers a stage to showcase talent and dares you to be different. Alongside the best in entertainment and cultural news, there's also an original blog section. Register free at www.tio2tio.com and start interacting today. Do you have difficulty getting to sleep? Do you rarely feel like you actually rested during the night? You're busy, but you can't get anything done when you feel like a mindless zombie. Sue Wilhite's new sleep enhancer can help you wake up rested, alert, and energized so you can be more productive. Just listen to the sweet sound of sleep for five minutes before you go to bed so you can be ready to take on the world. Check out sweetsoundofsleep.com for more information and to get yours today. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. Get ready to see less news stories about Santa Claus, truthers, and dinosaur sightings in Utah filling your Facebook feed. The social media platform announced last Tuesday that it's making a concerted effort to decrease the number of hoaxes and misleading stories in users' news feeds. Okay, well, my daily dose of weird news was fun while it lasted. In an interview with BBC Sports, former cyclist great Lance Armstrong says that if he could do it all over again, he'd probably still use performance-enhancing drugs. Yep, Armstrong explains, if I was racing in 2015, no, I wouldn't do it again, because I don't think you have to do it again. But if you take me back to 1995, when it was completely and totally pervasive, I'd probably do it again. Well, at least he's learned his lesson. People are increasingly buying elaborate spyware equipment to spy on their lovers in an effort to find evidence of cheating. Well, this is according to the private investigation company Spousebusters, and Spousebusters spokesman Shane Johnson says private investigators uh, and spyware equipment are in high demand because Amore and Amore people are having affairs these days. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's supposed to be more and more people having affairs. Well, you know what? That works either way. The Secret Service has determined that the drone which crashed on the White House lawn was put there by a man who was flying it for recreational purposes. President Obama and the First Lady weren't home at the time, although First Daughters Sasha, Malia, and their grandmother were in town at the time. The Secret Service will not be returning the drone to its owner. See, now suddenly Obama, he's that one guy on the block that says, Hey, stay off my lawn, and if your Frisbee lands in my yard, it's mine. The Milwaukee Brewers are planning to sell 1,000 timeless tickets for $1,000 each. They come in one-pound bronze tickets with the owners' names engraved on them. They'll be redeemable for any regular season game in the team's future, except for opening day games. You know, this all sounds great, except for the fact that you'll be seeing the Milwaukee Brewers. Americans are feeling sweet about romance as Valentine's Day approaches with consumers expected to spend big this year on candy, jewelry, and flowers. The average person celebrating the holiday on February 14th, it's a Saturday this year, they expect to spend $142.31 in the name of love, about $8 more than last year. So treat your women right, guys. For example, this year, for Valentine's Day dinner, 
uh, I'm going to be going all out and letting my lady get the large order of fries. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can download the free Daily Dose of Weird News app. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get involved with our weekly caption contest where I will promote your YouTube channel and more. Check it out at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. If you have not already told a friend to tell a friend to tune in for five minutes, only five minutes of the show, do so now. You still have time. We're waiting for our guest to join us in just a little bit. A Letter to My Bully is a book by Sharissa T. Robertson, and it's a collaborative effort. If you've ever, ever, ever witnessed or been bullied, you know what a child goes through. And if you have not ever experienced this, or either you were the bully, now you get to hear what pain was caused in that interaction. No, we cannot escape everything in life, but we definitely can be gentler to each other. So you don't want to miss that interview coming up. Go out to thisneedstobesaid.com, download our free phone app, and connect with us. Stay connected with us. We are working on getting back on television, and you're going to be a part of that. Some of you have been a part of the studio audience before, and we're asking for you to prepare to join us again in a much bigger way. So keep your eyes and ears open because things are going great with this needs to be said, and we want you to continue to be a part of that because it's because of you that we are still here. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to be Said. Don't you go anywhere. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. 
If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, see, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on eat. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, 
You gotta wanna succeed as bad as you wanna breathe. Do you support family-owned small businesses? How about one that gives 10% of its earnings to fight homelessness? Then buy from A Well-Run Life's Kids Boutique, located at awellrunlife.storeny.com. Cute clothes at value prices. You can also track their new products at facebook.com forward slash children's value boutique. Looking for a simple way to naturally boost your energy? Breakthrough Superfood Powder, formulated by Dr. Don Colbert, provides healthy energy while being an excellent source of organic fruits, vegetables, and antioxidants. Living Green Supreme Food sells for $44.99, but when you call today, Dr. Colbert is offering it for as low as $29.99. That's a $15 savings. To get this special offer, just call 1-800-433-4484 now and mention the code RADIO. 1-800-433-4484. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. We're getting ready for our interview with Ms. Teresa T. Robertson. Now, you've heard her on the show with five minutes of, forgive, of forgiveness before, so We're going to talk about her latest book, A Letter to My Bully. So at this time, I'm going to welcome her as a guest and not a commentator so that she can talk about her book and how you can connect with her. One moment. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am wonderful. Now, we have been enjoying the five-minute slices of time that you've been sharing with us, five minutes to forgiveness, and that's been powerful every time I'm listening to the recordings that you've shared with us, it's, I'm just like, wow, because some things you just never think about. And you're labeled um, the facility, the forgiveness facilitator. And now you're, you've collaborated this book, A Letter to My Bully. So I got a, my first question for you is the forgiveness part, has, has that played a part in you putting together this book? Yes, um, actually, how the book came about, I became a forgiveness facilitator because of my own issues when I was going through as a youth, having issues with my mother, and then becoming an adult and trying to finally, you know, find forgiveness and heal, and that helped me start my business, and I did a book, A Letter to My Mother for Women and Myself. So um, A Letter to My Bully came about, my two, I have three children, my two daughters um, are now 12 and 9 they were getting bullied from, I think it was the school year 2013 or 2014, so this was recent. And they were getting bullied. They were getting bullied the whole time in school, starting from kindergarten. And even from them going to different schools and going to a new grade and, you know, being in another class, it was a tenuous thing. But we would get through, and it wasn't that big, big of a deal too much. But the 2013 school year, for some reason, for both of them, it was the worst. And it started to get, it just started going from being verbal bullying to physical bullying for both of them. They're mm-hmm. in different grades and they were going to two separate schools. And it was, their wow. grades wasn't falling, but their attitude, they didn't want to go to school anymore. They loved school. They were, my youngest, she started bullying other kids eventually. <clears throat> Excuse me, my oldest started bullying her sister. 
at home behind my behind our back when we weren't we wasn't looking. <clears throat> so I wanted to find a way for them to heal and to deal with the issues that they were facing because you know school was they were doing something but they really wasn't doing enough and the kids were still even though it was being addressed the kids were still doing what they were doing. And so I figured if a letter to my mother further helped me with my healing and helped the women that were in that book project, I said, why don't I do something productive and do the same with my daughters and get other young girls who are being with, it was supposed to be boys and girls, but I got only girls that inquired about the project, so I made it an all-girls project. And then I thought, why not take it a step further and make it like a parent guide on the second half of the book to give information to parents and it could be a guide for parents and adults and those that work with our young girls and maybe even schools and teachers and have different experts in the book. So it came about just me trying to have an outlet for my daughters because writing is an outlet for me. And I figured, hey, they can be an author, they're young, so that would be a great thing for them as well. And they can be advocates for this and they can have a voice. And we've heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that is not true. Anybody, once we grow up, we realize that that's not true. Words do hurt. But you've used that as part of, you know, the book, A Letter to My Bully, Sticks and Stones and Words Do Hurt. And you said it features seven young ladies from the ages of 9 to 15 who decided to turn their pain into their purpose by writing an open letter to their bullies. And in fact, they wrote it to all bullies. I want to know, like, what was that process like, getting them down? Did you have to talk with them first? Did they go and write separately and come back to you? How did you get this project to come together? I know you wanted it to be boys and girls, but it ended up being just the young ladies. What was that process to pull this book together? Uh, the process for this project was long. This book took me a little bit longer than what it should have been, but I think it was still right on time. It took, I think, I want to say 15 months, 18 months, because at first um, I was trying to still get boys, and so, you know, that didn't really work. And I got frustrated. I'm like, well, man, this isn't a good idea, and I was going to cancel it. But I, I had a few girls on, so I really didn't want to abandon the project totally, and then my daughters was excited about it. And I just had this feeling that it was something that I needed to do. So when I finally did get everybody that I, that I you know, I felt like I got had a good group of people, of girls, and experts, um, the process was really, um, we had our first conference call. I, um, well, really, the, the, their parents were the ones that saw, you know, by what we promote on social media. The parents mm-hmm. saw it, contacted me. I told them what it was about. They went to my site, and they, I told them, you know, make sure you talk to your daughter. Cause just because you think it's a good fit, that don't mean they want to do it. So they right. had a conversation with their daughter. And it was, you know, and I had told them that I also needed parents' participation because, you know, I can't really go into a, any agreements with a child. And I wanted the parents to be a part of it, too. So um, the, the agreement was met between the parent and the, um, the, the daughter. And we would have conference calls. I would kind of tell them what I was looking for, what was expected, but to also that they have free range to write how they feel. And I told them just to imagine mm-hmm. that you have the opportunity to talk to whoever your bully or bullies are and tell them how you feel. No bars, mm-hmm. no judgment, nobody's telling you to shut up, nobody's not listening to you, nobody's telling you that this is stupid. You have free range. Say what you feel mm-hmm. you need to say to get off your chest. Talk about any instances that you remember. Uh, talk about how it made you feel. Ask them questions, even though you're not getting a response, but ask them questions because everything that's inside of you, you need to get out. So it's your chance to put it on paper, and what you're feeling, somebody else in the same position may be feeling the same thing. So we had a couple mm-hmm. of calls and, you know, writing first draft, second draft, and I would tell them, you know, give me a little bit more or this was good or how about, you know, elaborate on this part. And that's how it went. 
And then, you know, sometimes the parents will, you know, get involved. But for the most part, the parents, I, you know, I made it sure that please help them. They need it, but let them write. And the moms were so great at that. It let the, they learned a lot. Some, some of the mothers learned more than what they knew about what their daughters were going through and some situations that had happened. So it was an eye-opener for them as well. All right. Wow. So since releasing this book, well, let me ask this question. How long has the book been out? Um, November. came out, I believe, okay. November 18th, 2014. November, December, so a couple of months now. So since the book has been out, like, are the girls getting to go out to do any book signings, or how how is that the promotion part? Because after they've written it, do they have any responsibility to help prom- promote the book afterwards? Um, yes, it's, it's their responsibility to promote the book because they're authors. So even though it's a collaboration, we're all authors. They're all authors. So they have to, you know, we want to get the word out. It's for you to do. I still promote the book, but I also promote the book on my daughter's behalf and on my media company's behalf because I published it because it was my vision. But they, um, one of the young girls, she's having her book signing this Saturday, actually. And nice. the other ones are in the process. Yes, the others are in the process of doing them, um, I guess maybe in the later months. I know for me, I think we're going to wait until maybe like the summer when it gets a little bit hot. I'm not a winter person, so <laughs> and we're hoping to be able to one day, hopefully this year, or not maybe even next year, because bullying is going to be an ongoing topic. But we want to get together and maybe do a huge book signing with everybody together. I think that would be really nice to meet in person. But um, there have been book sales. They're ordering books. Um, one of the young ladies, she got the book into a um, the media library of her school. Uh, wow. One of them has been. Um, one young lady, she was already doing some speaking, and since then, since with the book, she's been on what? TV in her local area. She's done interviews with, you know, newspapers. We have some that have been interviewed online and on Blog Talk Radio, and we have some that have been speakers at their church or in their class. So that was nice. my hope. I wanted them to build a platform. My daughters have been, it's funny, I'm the visionary of the process, but my daughters have been kind of like, well, you know, I don't know if I want to talk. I kind of want to talk, but I kind of don't. So I don't want to push them, but I really want them to gain confidence because, you know, everybody doesn't want to be a writer. I understand that. And everybody, you know, are not, you know, isn't meant to speak. But I think this is a great way just to build their confidence and to stand up for themselves and to stand up for others and just, you know, have a voice. And so that's what I really want them to do is to build a platform and run it like a business. But um, I can say that my daughters, since they have done the project, they have not been bullied. Actually, my oldest daughter, I think her confidence. That was going to be my next arrogant. question. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. That's the arrogance. I'm like, okay. No, go ahead. Wow. I, well, that's what I was going to ask you next was, you know, how has this improved the bullying situation for any of the girls um, overall? So you answered that. Yeah, my, they, my daughters, I could say for them, um, there hasn't been any bullying when they do. They kind of handle it because my daughter, they didn't want to fight. So that was the biggest issue, too. They didn't know how to respond back. They didn't know how to, you know, they didn't want to fight, which is good, but sometimes, you know, you got to stick up for yourself. But I'm like, we say something. They didn't really want to say anything, but now they're, you know, something happens. And they say, they try their best to say something and stand their ground. But my oldest, she got too arrogant. I was like, okay, you're confident, but you're getting arrogant now. I was like, we got to tone it down just Uh-oh. a little bit. We got to get that. that. I was like, you didn't get a little bit too much. So it was just good to see that they just, the bullying has come to an end. Because even one of our writers, one of the young girls, she, she, she never, she had never been bullied before, but she wanted to take part of the process because she was coming from a bystander's perspective. So her letter was to okay. all bullies. And so okay. she just wanted to take a stand because seeing people get bullied bothered her. Okay. 
and she so didn't really was, know what to do or how to handle thing. that? Yes. Yeah, and that okay. was just courageous thing. She just wanted to let bullies know how she felt and to talk to them and tell them to stop and to talk. And she included writing something to the parents and to the person that was being bullied. So that was her perspective from a bystander, which I think is great because sometimes bystanders don't know what to do or if they should intervene or how to intervene. And, they're, you know, bullying affects everybody. And that's including the bully as well. Wow. Let's take a short break and come back. And you brought an interesting point up right there. It affects everybody. I want to know how it affects everybody when we come back, okay? Okay. Peace and love, world. It's your man, Tayanis. And you are now listening to my new single, Stronger Soul Sister, exclusively on This Needs to Be Said Radio. So don't touch that down. That means don't go nowhere. We here with my girl, DJ Butterscotch. Keep on rocking, baby. One love. Struggle trying to bring life to your vision See, I know this well is vicious, but you strong Taking care of business and your home Say cut this song, cause it's your song See, I know he did you wrong, you passed that Cause you grown, holding it down on your own And solid as an earth stone Even when your back's against that wall Your instinct takes over So you can conquer all And I have nothing but respect for your elegant intellect Don't let this world get you down Get that weight up off your chest Cause when you stay prayed up Blessings come down, carry yourself just like a queen Then kings will come around Infatuated with her aura, can't do nothing but adore her So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for So put your ones up, for sisters' elevation Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's grace Ain't no Can you what she faced Never gives up, she holds it down Works all day and night If she's gotta come what may And she'll say Beautiful soul sister, manifesting inspiration when my spirit needs that lift up. I know this well is vicious, but you strong. I have feelings that lie way deeper than digging the love zones. It's something about your vibe that should be treasured. Her soul side lives in her message. Her presence is my pleasure. I know her past was aggressive. It left her in question. Where will all that stress in? So she can receive that blessing. But overall, my queen walks tall. Her love's out of this world, like solar system stars. I want to be where you are, no Michael. To be that man of faith, that puts her into all your bad cycles. Infatuated with her aura, can't do nothing but adore her. So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up for sister's elevation. Because if God made us, let's take care of God's pain. Can you see she faced, never gives up, she holds it down, works all day and night, if she's gotta come what may, and she'll say, it makes her strong, 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 that much stronger, hey, yeah, yeah, my sister, beautiful soul sister, hey, yeah, yeah. For my sister So strong Alright Yeah Say put your ones up in the air put For my sister You know you're strong You know you're strong Say put your ones up in the air For my sister You know you're strong Put 
in the modern family home is the constant switching on and off of light switches. Let's be honest, it can be difficult to remember what every switch does in a multiple light switch plate. With light switch labels, you can now correctly identify which is the correct switch at a glance. Light switch labels have a transparent backing and are applied and removed simply. They're perfect for switches, power boards, appliances, or even other features outside the home. So avoid the confusion of large light switch plates and visit our website at abcdistributors.com.au and visit our Facebook page at Light Switch Labels. Jewelry Glow Sale. Nose piercing, fake nose ring, cartilage ring, and more. Go to etsy.com, etsy.com, and search Jewelry Glow. We going to be on TV. You don't want to miss that. You want to be a part of it. For those of you who have been a part of the studio audience in the past, you remember how much fun we had, right? Well, we're going to have more fun times like, let's say, 100, okay? Um, there's going to be um, prizes, giveaways, more people in the studio audience this time, but stay tuned because there's more information coming. And if you are on the text club, you've been receiving a text that says we're going to be on TV, so you don't want to miss that opportunity to be a part of the studio audience as well as be a, a special guest. A lot of you have something great and amazing going on in your world, and I want to have the opportunity to interview you, have you on the show to be a, uh, to let us know what you have going on and how we can support you. This is Charlotte's television show, first and foremost, because that's where I'm based out of, and then we will definitely expand. For those that are not in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, we will put the shows on YouTube. And, in fact, I'm working right now to put the shows on YouTube that we already aired on television when we were on public access. This time it's going to be mainstream, so you don't have to have Time Warner in order to be able to see our show. We're going to get back into our interview with Ms. Sharissa T. Robertson. She is the author of A Letter to My Bully. So you want to... Take some more notes because this was something that she worked with young ladies to put together ages 9 to 15. So everybody can make a difference. Sharissa, what I wanted to know, you said that bullying affects everyone. So tell us how it affects everyone. Yes, it does. Um, Sometimes when bullying occurs, we usually just go from the victim's perspective, which we should. But, of course, you know, they, they suffer from self-confidence. Um, they can feel unheard, desperation. We hear about, you know, kids committing suicide these days. 
it can lead to so many things, uh, self-abuse, um, dropping out of school. The dropout rate for bullying is high because due to being bullied, they can retaliate, so it can be something violent. Um, and even missing school, you know, skipping school, hundred, I believe it's 160,000 kids miss school a year. And I know for girls, one out of seven girls are bullied every day. No, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. One out of seven girls are bullied every seven minutes. So from that perspective, you know, that's traumatic, but we don't always look beyond that. The ones that are doing the bullying, they are suffering as well. They're having some type of response to whatever it is that's going on inside of them, their lives or whatever, and they're picking somebody who they believe are beneath them and taking their aggression out on them. Sometimes we forget about the bullying outside of them just being suspended and, you know, being labeled. And it's hard, especially, you know, as a parent, when you hear your child being bullied, you're not really, especially if it's a continuous thing and how bad it can be, you don't always take into consideration that the bully is a child as well or something's going on with them. You just want something to be done about it. But um, something we need to do something more just labeling them and kicking them out of school and, or suspending them, you know, I agree with you know that. maybe counseling should be done because they're, they're, they're children too. And depending on the situation, sometimes suspension is not going to be the answer. All it does is put them in another environment to begin bullying again, which makes somebody else a victim. Mm-hmm. And then you have the mm-hmm. parents on both sides. I know from being a parent on me having my children being bullied, their father and I, it was hard for us. We went through so many emotions because they were being bullied really every day for the whole school year. And that's so mm-hmm. stressful because you're sitting there wondering, like, and one when they get off the bus, they're going to have another story. What happened today? And you go up to the school, it's kind of like you get answers, but you don't. Something's kind of being done, but it's not. Then you get mad because you tell them, okay, well, tell your teacher, and they do tell nothing happens. So then you're like, okay, well, fight back. Yeah. And they really don't want to fight back. Or if they do fight back, they get suspended these days too. Or, you know, you don't know how far they can go. So you kind of confuse your child. Well, tell your teacher, fight back. Well, why you didn't say this or why didn't you do that? Or maybe you should just walk away. So you're kind of giving your child not the best advice and you're confusing them and it's stressful for you as well because you don't want your children being hurt. And then your child is a bully, you know, that's that's hard too because, like I said, my daughter, my youngest one, she ended up bullying kids at school. She got suspended twice in one week. She took her, she started oh, becoming wow. very aggressive. And she went to school and not going to the bully, she was going to kids that we're minding their own business if the same thing was happening to her. And so I know how it is on both sides. And she got into two fights in the same week. She got suspended, came back to school, got suspended again the same day. So I know how that wow. feels to have your child labeled as a bully and as an aggressor and as a problem child, even though for years she was the one being bullied. So I've seen it on right. both sides. And they're learning, they're learning from my youngest daughter when she was getting bullied by her sister. The social worker called me. Because she was, you know, had a journal at school and everything. She journaled that her sister was bullying her and drawing pictures of her being hurt and bleeding. But she wasn't telling her father and I. So I wow. Her father. Well, I didn't know until the social worker called me. And I'm like, what's going on? So, you know, we, and then find out it's her sister that's bothering her. But her sister didn't want to have so much aggression, but she wasn't taking it out or confronting the girls at school. She was coming home, taking it out on her little sister. So it just goes to show the, the, the dynamics of bullying. And then, you know, you have the schools. Schools, they really don't, they know what to do, but they don't know what to do. Outside of maybe putting up some posters and having a policy and set, they don't, in place, they don't know how to really get deep into it because they're so overwhelmed or they ignore it or they don't see it or it's not a problem until something bad happens. You know what I mean? So they kind of are like right. stuck because so much is expected of them. And in the policy, you know, sometimes it's better to have something in place 
before it gets to suspension or somebody getting hurt. But what can they do when they have limited staff, overwhelmed teachers, uh, so many other things going on, especially with girl-on-girl bullying? It's called relational aggression or the mean girl syndrome because it's not always seen. It's not always violent. It's emotional and mental uh-huh. abuse. It's alienation. It's gossiping. It's spreading rumors. It's picking on, you know, when nobody's looking. It can be even be from the most popular little girl that gets the good grades. It's not always the big bad girl that gets bad grades. And, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, typical yeah. all the time. So it gets missed a lot because it's not always violent. It can get violent. And sometimes when it is violent, it can be them encouraging somebody else to be violent against the child. So there's so many different levels to it, and it hurts everybody. And like I said, even the bystander, they don't know should they intervene, should they not intervene. It makes them feel uneasy. Maybe they should bully too because they don't want to be bullied or they're scared to say something because, you know, they don't want to get in trouble. Then they jump in. They may end up getting to an altercation. They can end up fighting. You know, so it's so many. It right. just affects everybody. It's, it's a whole wow. thing that's a whole domino effect. This is a this is a lot bigger than what I even knew, but you've done research, you have the book, A Letter to My Bully. Give people how they can contact you outside of this needs to be said for this specific project. And I want to know this, will you eventually do one of these for the boys? Uh, I would love to. If I can get some boys that was that was interested, I did not hear anything from any little boys. I wanted the book to be very diverse. It was supposed to be a tween mm-hmm. section, a tween book, and a teen book, boys and girls. But I just never got it. If some boys want to tell their story, that would be great. Our, our young boys are really, they're not having that release as well. As, you know, girls are using more, but, you know, how, how boys are raised to not talk about things. And boys get bullied. They get bullied right. by girls. And because they're taught not to hit back, they, I read a story oh, about yeah. a little boy who yeah. committed suicide. He was, he was bullied by a girl because he was, if he told, he was like a punk. If he hit her back, he was a punk. And she kept bullying him, and he committed suicide. Just like and just like boys can bully girls, and sometimes it's in a sexual nature. It's usually sexual abuse, sexual bullying. But I would love to do a book with the boys. I really would. They need a voice as well, and to know how to produ- <clears throat> positively and productively express their feelings. So I can now what is sexual at, bullying? Um, it can be like, like sexual harassment for women in the workplace or men, because you know women can't harass, sexually harass men. It's the same thing. It's just they call it because they're kids. They call it sexual bullying. But and it's this the same is thing. What make girls it, do make to it comment. Well, boys can do to girls. Uh huh. Okay. It can go either way, but usually, if a boy bullies a girl, it's not always physical. It's a play in power. So he may feel on her, talk about her body, make her feel uncomfortable, touch her inappropriately. So that's all, and he may do it in so much on a continuous basis, and he can threaten her and, you know, or use power. You better not say nothing, I'll get my sister to beat you up, or if he's in a position of maybe he's a popular child where nobody won't, you know, won't really believe her over him. So it's a play mm-hmm. in power as well. So just go wow. to show that bullying isn't always gender on gender. It can be boys bullying girls, and it can be girls bullying boys. Wow. Well, yes, you, you're you going to have to come back, and we're going to talk some more. Because I think um, the parents and what can parents do uh, to to help their kids, we, we'll get more into that. We'll definitely develop something because there's more to this than met the eye uh, when I knew mm-hmm. that you had the book coming out. And because you're a commentator on the show, I absolutely wanted to have you back whenever you're doing a new project. So um, the last thing is let people know how to get in touch with you outside of this. We are going to have you back for some more talking. Sounds good. Um, my website is www.lotfmedia.com, 
and they can see all the projects there. And also, personally, my website for me is www.sharisarobertson.com. That's S-H-A-R-I-S-A-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N. And I can be reached on Facebook. I can be uh, emailed at info at lotfmedia.com as well. All right. Sharisa, thank you so much uh, for bringing your book to This Needs to Be Said and sharing it with us, all right? I thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored. Have a good day. You're welcome. You do the same. All I can say is, wow. And if we, you know, so when when I do interviews like that, now you're paranoid, like, what's happening with my kid at school? And you want to ask them a million questions when they get home. Are you okay? Are you sure no one's bothering you? You can tell me. These kind of shows make me want to do that. I, I go into, like, hyper overdrive. But we're going to lighten things up in just a little bit. But don't don't overlook it, a letter to my bully. Don't overlook it, but we are going to lighten things up a little bit. Our next guest, Ashton Sanders, I told you he is the owner of AffluentLifeBranding.com. If you haven't stopped by his website, head on over to his website. We're going to take a short break, and the next voice you hear will be he and I uh, going over his business and how he's helped many businesses make lots of money over the past few years. Rose feet, ugly bags, fine lines, wrinkles. Unless you've stopped aging, it gets worse. Identifying your eye issues, puffiness, dark circles, wrinkles, dryness, that's the easy part. Finding an eye cream that will make them disappear, not so easy. Essence to Beauty takes away the guesswork. Do you want to slow down and reverse the aging process around your eyes? Essence to Beauty has a soothing and hydrating cucumber peptide eye gel that will give your eyes a noticeable lift. Peptides are a very powerful ingredient that penetrates deep into your skin, making a noticeable difference around your eyes. We've got the answer to help you regain your youth, adding years back to your eyes. Go to eyesgreen.com and get your youthful look back today. Would you love to get rid of those bags under your eyes? Would you love a facelift, but you don't want to pay for an expensive and risky surgery? If you answered yes, And if you have a face, then you need to watch this two-minute jaw-dropping video. Do it now. Your face will thank you. Facelift2minutes.com. That's facelift2minutes.com. Introducing an adorable children's book series promoting family wellness. Sammy the Centipede provides information about nutrition, exercise, and balancing work and family life in a fun and colorful series. Doctors, educators, parents, and children are all raving about Sammy the Centipede. See for yourself. Visit the author's page, Maria, L-U-C-H-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. Available in print or Kindle ebook. This is Poetic Grace. And I rock with this needs to be said.
hurt for you because I feel the pain of your desperation in so many ways for too many reasons. I know you hurt for all the pains you go through. Always asking yourself why you. Oh, how you must have lost a part of yourself with each man who left you behind for another. Or maybe because he was just one more sad and confused brother. Your pride has taken a beating every time you had to accept the crumbs that were thrown to you as a hint of their affection. I can see that your self-esteem is at its lowest point and I, I try to be there for you to show you how much I do understand. But the saddest part of your desperation and how it has affected me is that you decided to give love another chance but with my man. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. I, I think the elephant might be that I really do like that song by Poetic Grace. And the part I really like about that whole spoken word piece is that you decide to give love another chance, but with my man, something about that. I don't know why I like that part, but it's I, I don't know. She, she gets on me. I, I do like that one. And I try not to play it. I rotate her other things, but... If anybody else can feel me, you know, message me on the TNTBS Talk Show fan page and just let me know I'm not alone with this other man or your friend stealing your man song. I, I'm not sad, but I, I just really like that piece. I really like that one. She did a great job. Anyway, we're getting ready for our interview with Mr. Ashton Sanders, who is a chief executive officer with an amazing resume that highlights various bodies of work, including the creation of a fluentry connection with his founding partner, Gospel Jackson. With his first true marketing endeavor, he and his partners built a train, built and trained, excuse me, a sales team of over 32,000 sales agents across the country. In just under two and a half years, he and his team have built a $10 million marketing empire from scratch. Go out to his website, affluentlifebranding.com. He's going to get me in just a minute. He's going to make sure we get you to the right website. That's affluentlifebranding.com. And at this time, I'm welcoming Mr. Ashton Sanders to the show. How about I get untongue tied? Here we go. Ashton Sanders, welcome to This Needs to Be Said. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me. I you, you got you me tongue tied. You see that? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm definitely excited. So, you know, we're all happy to be here. I'm definitely um, honored to be on your show. So, I'm excited. I'm excited to make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to begin at the beginning. I want you to tell the This Needs to Be Said audience about you. Who is Who are you? And then tell us how you and your co-founder started this business and why. All right. Uh, well, first, my name is Ashton Sanders. I'm actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that's where I've you know, been for my whole life. Uh, basically, uh, when I was in college, you know, I wanted to get into the adult business world. I didn't know you know, kind of how that would work out, but I always had that desire because I was the person that was in school, 
I would try to get the good grades, but I just never felt like school was the defining point of who I was, you know, regardless of my knowledge or whatever. I just never felt that school would be the, the grading point to say, hey, you're valuable because of your grades or you're not valuable because of your grades, you know. So uh, for me, you know, I wanted to do something different and get into that whole business world and grow, you know, and not to bash anyone in school, uh, but just, you know, for me, that was a different focus. And so from there, I actually uh, moved to Orlando, Florida uh, for some time, and I wanted nice. to get into the world of television. Yeah. So uh, when I got to Orlando, uh, basically, I wanted to, uh, as I said, get into television. And so what I did was I started going to Full Sail University for entertainment business, and I was also uh, looking for work. So the sad part about that is the first job I got was working at Subway. Uh, so when I got to Subway, I was obviously kind of not happy. Subway, Subway television? No, Subway, the I'm restaurant. Teasing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me try to feel better about it. <laughs> no, it was definitely the restaurant. And uh, oh, so I'm okay. in there, right. you know, trying to go to school, and I wanted to get into the business world. So I started doing different programs like the whole Amway and Legal Shield and other programs and uh, made a little bit of money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in all of that, you know, and I didn't make much money. Not to bash any of those companies. I just wasn't doing well with it myself. It and so from you. there, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just a, it wasn't working. You know, it wasn't working out too well, and I needed something different. Uh, so from there, I actually left working at Subway and moved on to Disney. And one of the things that I, I couldn't oh, stand about that, any that of the jobs. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, it was fun. It was definitely uh, – Disney was definitely the best job. Uh, even though people might think it's, you know, funny, they really do believe in that whole magic thing. It's not like a game. They're really that way when you work there. They're walking around saying, hey, have a magic <laughs> It's not a game. Like, they literally say have a magical day and all that. It's crazy. <laughs> like, oh. it's literally its own world, you know, over there. Uh, but wow. for me – you know, I still had that passion uh, to go ahead and work for myself. So uh, what I uh-huh. uh, started doing was looking around for different opportunities. But while I was at Disney, I actually ended up losing the job. So uh, once that happened, I was kind of at the bottom. How you I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, let me tell you, they have a test that you take when you uh, do your training. Every week you take a training test on all the information about Disney. So when you first get started, you have, I think it's about four weeks straight, that you have to take a test. Now, if you've got to pass every single week, if you fail the test on, and they teach you everything about Disney, but if you fail the test, you're going to lose your job. So for me, oh. I made it the first two weeks, failed the first, third week, didn't make it. So lost job. And right sitting there, uh, I was kind of devastated because I really liked the job and I was kind of just down and out. I was really so surprised by so the situation. What, so what okay? question did you get wrong? <laughs> They didn't tell me. They just said, you're done. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> they didn't give wow. me paper. I didn't even see my grade. Wow. They didn't even say it. They just said you didn't make it. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's uh, the, the, my key to start over. Um, so things got really crazy. I was actually, I lost my job, so I didn't have any income. I actually ended up losing my apartment, ended up having to live with two friends of mine in this small 600 square foot apartment on their couch with them and their cat. It was rough. So at that point, mm-hmm. I needed to make money, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I reached out to my friend Gospel because he had been working from home for some time. I asked him about, you know, what he was doing, and he told me about affiliate marketing, which was basically promoting, you know, different trial products of, like, let's say, Creditport.com, or if you ever go to uh, Walmart, has, like, different trials of their products and services. 
uh, that people may or may mm-hmm. not know about so that you get paid to refer people to that. So what we did was we actually turned it into a business where we actually brought a lot of people in who were able to uh, refer clients to Walmart or Creditport.com or Disney and several other different companies. You know, And so in doing so, uh, we built a huge sales organization, and that ended up being where we had about 32,000 people uh, working mm-hmm. from home building the business. So you can always check that out at AffluentTreeConnection.com, uh, but that's what we did. So it was a really amazing situation. And then from there, that led me to getting into the world of branding and marketing because I saw how well we were able to do with, uh, you know, that whole world. So it was crazy. So we created a fluent life branding and that's where we were able to help small and large businesses brand and market their business online. So that's exactly what we do. So when it comes down to like logos, graphic design, social media marketing and management, uh, any type of video animation, uh, customized Mm -hmm. marketing campaigns, we do all that. So that's kind of how it all happens. Wow. Wow, yeah, roundabout wow, story. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, that's where it all you, you don't just, I mean, you get fired from Disney and then, you know, now you're a marketing guru kind of. Yeah, and I see they were serious about their magic. But seriously, like, back up a little bit. Maybe I was caught up in the Disney um, story and I missed it. <laughs> because you're not just good at marketing. We got a lot of people that think that they're good at marketing. And even on my best day, you know, I think I'm pretty darn good. I can spam your wall. But seriously, um, how did you know, like, marketing was, like, your niche? Like, that's what that's what you should be doing. Because all of that sounds good, and when someone leaves from listening to the show today, they're going to say, oh, I can do just what he said, and they're going to go and try yeah. to do something, okay? However, what makes what you do effective? What did you find? What's the secret sauce? Well, for me, I did a lot of uh, research and just paying attention to how marketing was done. And a lot of it was also through experience because, when you have to build a system for other people to live and make money from, like with their sales agents we had in the full entry, uh, we still have them. But with that system, we had to make sure that the marketing was so good that every single person, whether you were the smartest to the person that barely knows how to use the Internet, could actually use the business and make money doing marketing. So it had to be really thought mm-hmm. out. And then from there, we also had to make sure the business itself was marketed as well. So in doing all that, that's what really helped me gain a lot of the information. And then from there, it was through doing experience, you know, testing out things with search engine optimization, uh, doing social media marketing. But I'm not one of the people that just, you know, tries to tag everybody and call myself good at marketing or, you know, trust the email blast and say I'm a marketer. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, that you can do that too for some people, but, you know, you really have to be aware of how to get your point across, you know, to the world and be able to communicate that. And so that's what I was able to do through doing a lot of different forms of marketing through television. Uh, we, you know, did some TV advertisements. Uh, we also do the whole option with uh, not just the social media marketing, but even the video marketing with YouTube, just making sure all that stuff is, you know, going. So when we have different clients that we work with, you know, we build a whole entire campaign for them so they can get the word out. But we first start off with making sure their brand is strong just because marketing is good, but you have to be good so when you market, it's worth the money. It's because, you know, some people will say, oh, I want everybody to know what I have. But if your product or service isn't good and it doesn't even uh, look good to the people, then marketing is just wasting your money, you know what I mean, because you're just going to get more people that don't like it. You know, so that's really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. So for me, I just really began to – 
build that experience and really customize it to the, to the specific business that I'm dealing with or whatever that may be. Wow. Wow. So all of this with uh, very little resources, you didn't have a place to stay or, and, and when we say don't have a place to stay, you were sleeping on someone's couch. So the environment, that's stressful in itself. You don't have your own place oh, to stay. And you're kind of, you know, you're mooching. You're on other people's stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. your mind is thinking about, gosh, you know, how do I get out of this? I can't contribute a whole lot or if anything because I'm, I'm down mm-hmm. on my luck. So what was – how did you go from – and I'm I'm trying to make this as stressful. I want people to really feel the pressure of not having your own stuff together. And I don't know, maybe your friends never said anything, but your mind is thinking, you know, gosh, he probably should go get a job. He's, you know, he's not doing anything. He's not contributing. You know, how did you get kicked out of your place? So mm-hmm. take that pressure, and you had the nerve to think of a business idea. So how were you able to think um, to do something this elaborate, because we're talking about research, so I'm imagining you had to find a computer, you had to either be at the library or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's resources in order to get where you are. So, so take, take me from the couch at the friend's house okay. to where you okay. are now. Uh, yeah, so uh, to be specific, when I was in the uh, college situation, uh, when I was at California University, like I said, I had lost everything. I ended up losing a scholarship that I had to school. So, you know, when I went to Orlando, I had to really figure things out. And so when I'm in the situation of, you know, living with someone else's couch, I'm at the library every day trying to learn as much as I could. I did have a laptop, which worked out, you know, by having a laptop. But in doing so, I reached out to my friend, Gospel Jackson. And as I said, he told me about the whole world of affiliate marketing. So what that was, was I was literally posting ads online and taking in becoming calls for people who wanted to try different products and services. That's exactly what I did. And so in doing that, I began to get good at it because I would practice making sure my script was good, making sure I knew exactly what to say, and then from there, I got better and better and better. And then it came down to, all right, now I've got to train other people on how to do this, you know, make a system because people are coming in wanting to make money the same way I was making money, you know, and that's kind of where it all mm-hmm. came from. So my mindset was I had no choice but to just basically sail my way out, you know what I mean? Like it literally came down to that. Uh, I think my practice, to be honest with you, came from, uh, before I got into this business world, I actually used to do door-to-door sales for Home Depot and Sears. Uh, and I was in Pittsburgh, okay. so I'm knocking on doors, you know, talking to people, and it's freezing cold. Uh, for all who do not know, I'm black, so <laughs> Pittsburgh is a more segregated area. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that. So when I'm knocking on the door at 8 o'clock at night, they weren't too happy to see me, you know. So it was kind of weird, oh, and I'm boy. knocking on the door talking about, hey, you want to get your kitchen remodeled or your house remodeled or get a free no. estimate on this or that. I was that guy. Yeah, no. So, exactly. That's what happened. That's exactly what they said. They were like, no. And I, when I first started, uh, it was kind of weird because I was nervous. And when you do that job, you get taken to a random area anywhere in your city, and they say, all right, knock on doors, 80 to, 80 to 100 houses, figure it out. You know, so from so you there, just you know, you got a script. Wow. Exactly. You get dropped off, you got a script, and you better find a way to make your money. And in doing that, that I think really built the skill of learning how to do sales and all that because when I first started, it was rough. I mean, you know, some people say telemarketing is hard or, uh, you know, calling people and all that, but when people are rejecting you face-to-face, 
saying, get out of my house, shutting the door, calling the police because they don't know why you're walking in the area. You know, <laughs> it's like people oh, think wow. you're a criminal. It was bad. So I had to really learn how to do sales. And sometimes people are afraid of sales. They want to be entrepreneurs and business owners, which I don't understand. Because yeah. <laughs> nobody able to, wants to be told no. I don't want to hear no. Yeah, you got to be able to do that. And you got to do it at a consistent level. And so that's where mm-hmm. I was able to get better with it. And uh, from there, when I, got, when I got into the rough situation I was in later on in life, I was a little bit more aware of what it's going to take. So when I got on the phones, I was talking to people, and I was ready to go because I'm used to knocking on doors. So when you got me talking to people that are calling me wanting something, it was over. I'm like, oh, this is a joke. I'm going to go and do this, and this is simple. So from doing that, uh, we basically I was able to build the same type of system. I uh, mean, my partner with everyone else, and people did well with that too. And there's a lot of people that were in the sales field that wanted to get better. So from all that, you know, I was able to really build experience dealing with every type of personality, training all types of people from the person that's, again, not using a computer or not really computer literate to the person that made a million dollars and lost it and needs help. You know, that's the type mm-hmm. of situation I'm doing. And I just turn, I'm turning 28 tomorrow. So this is, you know, oh, 27. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, you know, in this past few years, um, I said to myself, God, if you can give me a way to make money from scratch, I'm going to show everybody I can how to do it. And that's what I did. And so that made me such a person who was passionate about entrepreneurship. So I had to really just go after it and make it happen. And that's really where it came from. I, I'm just, I'm still at Disney. I, I, I was listening, but I can't believe you got fired from Disney. Well, anyway. I can't believe it either. <laughs> Serious about the magic, but I mean, this is—I mean, th- these are the kind of stories I love to hear, and how it, the tenacity. Because I think um, I, I've heard Noah a whole lot, and I don't like it. I, and I've—I've I've done like you. I've sold some of everything, um, whether it's Avon mm-hmm. perfumes, door to door. The most interesting thing I've sold door to door has been knives, and I didn't know how I've that was going to go. But it, it just That's seems like job. you know that company is still around. That that company yeah, sector is still around. Yeah, they are still around. Selling that, that was the first thing I ever did. That's what got me into sales. Wow. And you, you they, they had this great ad. I remember looking in the, the one ads for a job. I'm 18, and my mama saying, you have to find a job. I'm, I'm going to go get this job right here, making a bunch of money. And the first right? people I'm selling to is my mom. She needs to buy this knife. And she was like, I get a whole set for 30 bucks. I'm not buying a knife for you for $100. But anyway, exactly. so getting into sales, you, you have to have that tenacity um, whenever you're doing something, but it's something about the passion that makes you do what you never imagined yourself doing, like selling something. Uh, you just mm-hmm. really have to believe in that. Now, what is it, and let's take a short break, but I want to um, go to the break with this question. What is it that really pushes you forward? Because you got you got the process down, you did the research, you see how it can work, but what problem did you solve for somebody and it became addictive to you and you had to keep doing this? You had to keep showing people how to properly market. Keep that on your mind, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll we'll be right back. At Paradise Candles, we use the finest ingredients to create beautiful handmade wax candles using certifiably organic wax. 
Each candle has a unique blend of essential oils that is sure to relax and make you feel at peace. Choose from paraffin wax, soy wax, or beeswax, and select from calming pumpkin spice, refreshing linen, soothing lavender, or nourishing peppermint. Order now at paradisecandles.com. That's P-A-R-R-A-D-I-S-E candles.com. Visit the Medical and More storefront on Amazon to find great deals on Disney, Fisher-Price, and other great products for less. Just search Medical and More within Amazon to see our amazing products and savings, such as the new baby folding sleeping tent bed for just over $5. At Medical and More, we make life easier and save you money. Introducing an adorable children's book series promoting family wellness. Sammy the Centipede provides information about nutrition, exercise, and balancing work and family life in a fun and colorful series. Doctors, educators, parents, and children are all raving about Sammy the Centipede. See for yourself. Visit the author's page, Maria, L-U-C-H-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. Available in print or Kindle ebook. This is your girl, Jennifer Dunstan, and I am rocking with This Needs to Be Said. Take a listen to my new single, Get Lit. This is something sexy for you. Yes, you heard me, baby, just for us two. Cause the world goes on in here, no passes. All imagination, buckle up, get ready, I'm pitching, are you catching? Everything you ever wanted, dreams coming true, you love me long time, so you gotta make it count. Let's light up the talk, spark up this chemistry, wherever we are, I just wanna get lit, let's get lit, get lit, let's get Draw me in, got me in there 
moments Take the switch and keep, keep, keep it moving I wanna get it Baby, with you Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We are interviewing Mr. Ashton Sanders. He is the owner, co-founder of AffluentLifeBranding.com, and he's taken us through this entire journey, his journey of going from nothing to something. So for those of you who make excuses about not being able to start your business for whatever reason, he has helped move all of those excuses out of the way, and I got a text message. I think selling knives is the litmus test for all entrepreneurs. So anyway, <laughs> somebody else said, I sold knives too. I said, maybe that's the litmus test. But I asked your right. question before the break, and I wanted to know from you, what was that problem that you solved that you, you, you felt bit by the bug and you was like, okay, I got to solve more people's marketing problems? Well, yeah, uh, it's funny you asked that question. Uh, there was a lady uh, that called me and she or called me and my business partner, and she had said that uh, she needed help promoting her advertising network. And so, uh, with that being said, it was called I Lose to Boot, which is kind of an odd name, <laughs> but she wanted to get some promotion done and really market it. And so, we took on that project uh, about two years ago, about two years or so ago. And the plan was, you know, we need I needed to really go ahead and get as many people involved in seeing what she had. And this was not really the best quality business uh, look. You know, even if you go to the site now, you know, it wasn't really the best quality, but uh, it needed to be marketed. And so the first year of doing it, we brought in a hundred something, I think $122,000 of business for her. And obviously wow. she was extremely excited. Uh, but, of you course. know, in doing that, we just, put together a lot of different things, uh, really orchestrated everything to make sure that she had a really good campaign. And then from there, I was like, all right, if this happened with this nonsense website, then I know when people actually have something quality, it'll be better. So I learned, you know, the web design, graphic design, try to get really, uh, really good at that, build a good team around me that also had even great skills in all the areas that were necessary. And so from that point forward, it was a matter of just getting more companies uh, involved, you know what I mean, and reaching out to people who were, whether you're brand new into the business world or someone who has, you know, really established business, uh, it didn't really matter. You know, we were able to help all levels because we worked on all levels. And so from there, it was about expanding, you know, but that's kind of where it all came from. And it just started off with just trying it. You know, I didn't know everything at the time, but it was just a matter of going after it. And the one thing I was, uh, I can say that helped me was obviously, you know, God definitely gave me a lot of uh, help and insight. And in that, I really began to get confident and just sure 
that, hey, I can do this, I can deliver at a high level. And that's where it all started. Wow, is all I can say. I I would be excited just like this lady. I I, I think for every entrepreneur, it just takes to know that it will happen, that it can work one time, and you can repeat that process, but then being passionate about it. Now, this question I want to ask you, as you look at social media and you look at people's marketing, what's that thing that makes you cringe so much? Oh, God. Tagging is number one most annoying thing to me. Uh, I can't stand no! people tag me. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm, getting tagged. I'm always getting tagged. You guys go to my Facebook, you're going to see all types of craziness. And you don't wonder what's going on. But tagging works marketing-wise, but I just don't like it, uh, me personally. But the other thing is when people go and create a Facebook page or whatever, and then their Facebook business page or whatever that may be, doesn't have a good cover photo, it doesn't look professional. And what happens is when people go look at what you have, they're judging your quality based off of that. You know, so people kind of take short steps to kind to kind of just get out there and just to be doing it. And, you know, you want to make sure that you can come in with the best quality possible. And that's kind of where we help everybody do that. So that way, even if you're brand new, you're not going out there looking like, you know, you just started – Today, you know, you want to make sure that people feel that you've been doing this and you know what you're doing. Just because, you know, the customers they want to deal with someone that can deliver the product at a consistent level all the time. You know, and so if you have yes. a social media that's not looking good, it does affect your quality. You know, and it definitely affects your money because people don't want to do business with you. And ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> well, we're talking with. Ash, Ash, I wonder if I'm trying to say Ashton. Okay, Ashton, why am I having trouble saying your name? Think of okay, Ashton you Kutcher. say it, then I'm going to say it. Yeah, think of Ashton Kutcher. And then, or just Ashton. call me Kutcher. I'll Ashton. take that as a compliment. I was happy when he came out. He made my name popular. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Ashton, Ashton, okay. And it's not a mm-hmm. hard name either. It's just like it's a, it's a mouthful. Ashton Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the co-founders of AffluentLifeBranding.com. Now, what I want to know, someone who's um, in business, do you have a particular group that you're working with? Are you working with small business, like small new businesses under a certain budget? Who's your target audience that needs to um, come to you for their services? I would say the target is people in the middle. You're not necessarily – starting today, you know what I mean, or brand, brand new, but you've been able to build something for some time, but you're not necessarily like Walmart, you know what I mean? So uh, right. somebody that's kind of in that middle space, more so the small business owner, and that's the type of people we want to help just because we know that, you know, that person, they just need that extra push. But we need to know that that person is also serious just because when you work with people who, you know, just started today, sometimes they don't know everything that they need to uh, they're not necessarily committed to their business just yet, so it kind of makes it hard right. to brand all the stuff they have if they're not sure if they even want to do the business or not. You know what I mean? So right. we like to work with people who are serious and ready to make it happen. Okay. And how much time does one have to look to invest on the worst, like on the low end and the high end? I'm serious about my business, and I need to be ready to put aside this amount of time to work with your company. Uh, I would tell you, it depends on what they're coming in for. If it's for just 
branding, that takes less than 30 days. If they're talking about marketing, marketing is an ongoing commitment because, you know, you can't just market it and stop. You know, you got to keep yeah. it going. So uh, what we do is we tell everybody, you know, we do it under 60 days that we go ahead and begin uh, marketing, and we just start, you know, putting together a whole customized campaign for them so they can go ahead and get the word out. But it's something that we tell people to commit to for not just a 30-day or a 60-day. This is like something you need to do every year, you know what I mean, and just really get the word out mm-hmm. about what you have, you know. But we just make sure that whatever we do, it w- turns out to good results. And that's the one thing that we always stress is, I don't want you to do business with me if we're not delivering results. And that's where it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes down to numbers, you know. So that's what we focus on. Okay. So I am in business, and I need branding, marketing, PR. I, all of this stuff seems to blend together to the person who doesn't really fully understand the difference of the words. So break it down for me. You just did a moment ago some of it. You said if I'm looking for branding, um, I can look at 30 days. If I'm looking for marketing, that's ongoing. Now, PR, public relations, is that the same thing as the ongoing marketing? If it is, give me, you know, why do we use marketing versus PR? If it's different, give me what the differences are. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different, but it accomplishes the same goal. Uh, essentially, when it comes down to the PR and whatnot, uh, you know, you're actually out there getting out to the right places, people seeing your business, people associating your business with the right things. That takes time as well. So we consider that grouped in with ongoing marketing and just kind of helping, you know, those business owners uh, get people to see them in the right light and make sure that they have the right impression, they're associated with the right brands, uh, and so forth, you know, so that's why, again, the marketing you see even on television, you know, when they do PR stuff, they do it for a while. You know, McDonald's will, uh, has sponsored so many different events and people's uh, different things like the uh, basketball, the basketball game, I think it's the, uh, one of the college games or whatever that may be, but they sponsor a lot of different things, and they do it on an ongoing level. So we always encourage anyone when it comes down to PR and marketing to go ahead and do it. Now, when it comes down to just marketing itself, there's a lot of things we do from the social media marketing to uh, search engine optimization, making sure the person's website is ranked, has the right things uh, on the website to rank it in the first place, you know, putting out a lot of videos and promoting those videos. There's a lot of things we do, you know, when it comes down to that, but we really just customize it to the person and what business they have and then pretty much take it from there. Sounds good. Now, we're getting ready to wrap up our interview, and I want you to make sure that I have not messed up the website name too much, that you tell people how to connect with you outside of This Needs to Be Said. And I think you also had something that you were going to offer to the This Needs to Be Said audience. I think one you had one something that you were going to offer to the audience, so share that at this time as well. All right, perfect. So uh, first, uh, what we're offering we're giving one person, okay, one lucky person that has a business that's trying to take it to the next level a free website, okay, the free website. That means that you get to have a really high-quality website, and this is something that, you know, we do usually uh, about once a month. We give one person a free website, and the only thing we ask uh-huh. you do is just tell people where you got it from. That's it. <laughs> so it's one free website. The uh, only thing that the person usually covers is their domain name, in their hosting, but we and that's like twelve dollars, so or thirteen dollars. So that's it, you know, when it comes down to that. But the website so, itself is free. So let's back up. A, let's back up a little bit. The free website is for those who are serious about their business and are ready. Um, yes, mm-hmm. or I can be brand yes, new, or 
Yeah, it's someone that's pretty much serious. I'm sorry. It's basically the first person that goes ahead and sends us the uh, email to info at affluentlifebranding.com. They will be able to go ahead and get their free website. So we'll see what they got going on and make sure, you know, we can put it together. All we, again, all we ask is they show us or should let people know where they got it from. But that's how it goes. So, uh, and you did get the name right, by the way, affluentlifebranding.com. You were 100% correct. So you did not, you know, do anything. I appreciate you letting me know. I was stumbling over. Yeah, I was stumbling over it a little bit in the beginning, and I wanted to make sure that people uh, heard heard it right. So great, 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 great. Well, I've enjoyed it. I've had a great time uh, talking with you, and if nobody sends it, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know what, what new website I'm going to need. I, I might just send my own email in. <laughs> yeah, you count. You because definitely count, so you can send it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, sometimes they say certain people are excluded, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to make up no, a name. No, you never and... excluded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Now I don't have to use my my alias, my club name. Uh, but <laughs> we've had a great time uh, with you on the show today and learning about your passion and how you have helped other people. And I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. And as you have new developments, you're always welcome back on This Needs to Be Said, all right? Thank you so much. I really had a great time as well. Thank you. Awesome. You're supposed to do that. He read the script. That's awesome. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties. I have no idea what's happening, and I know you can't hear any sound as far as any of my audio files. And I can't hear anything myself, so just bear with me. I don't know. Did Ashton shut down my system? Did he have so many people tuning in that they shut me down? I don't know. But if that's great, then that's great if we crash the Internet like that. Because it just went right off. I don't know what happened. We had such a great time. We should have just kept talking then. We should have just kept talking. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what happened right there. Good grief. Good grief. That was that was a lot of fun, but I don't know that we need to shut down the computer like that. Let's shut it again. I'm go. Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. Get ready to see less news stories about Santa Claus, truthers, and dinosaur sightings in Utah filling your Facebook feed. The social media platform announced last Tuesday that it's making a concerted effort to decrease the number of hoaxes and misleading stories in users' news feeds. Okay, well, my daily dose of weird news was fun while it lasted. In an interview with BBC Sports, former cyclist great Lance Armstrong says that if he could do it all over again, he'd probably still use performance-enhancing drugs. Yep, Armstrong explains, if I was racing in 2015, no, I wouldn't do it again, because I don't think you have to do it again. But if you take me back to 1995, when it was completely and totally pervasive, I'd probably do it again. Well, at least he's learned his lesson. People are increasingly buying elaborate spyware equipment to spy on their lovers in an effort to find evidence of cheating. Well, this is according to the private investigation company Spousebusters, and Spousebusters spokesman Shane Johnson says private investigators uh, and spyware equipment are in high demand because Amore and Amore people are having affairs these days. Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's supposed to be more and more people having affairs. Well, you know what? That works either way. 
The Secret Service has determined that the drone, which crashed on the White House lawn, was put there by a man who was flying it for recreational purposes. President Obama and the First Lady weren't home at the time, although First Daughters Sasha, Malia, and their grandmother were in town at the time. The Secret Service will not be returning the drone to its owner. See, now suddenly Obama, he's that one guy on the block that says, Hey, stay off my lawn, and if your Frisbee lands in my yard, it's mine. The Milwaukee Brewers are planning to sell 1,000 timeless tickets for $1,000 each. They come in one-pound bronze tickets with the owners' names engraved on them. They'll be redeemable for any regular season game in the team's future, except for opening day games. You know, this all sounds great, except for the fact that you'll be seeing the Milwaukee Brewers. Americans are feeling sweet about romance as Valentine's Day approaches, with consumers expected to spend big this year on candy, jewelry, and flowers. The average person celebrating the holiday on February 14th, it's a Saturday this year, they expect to spend $142.31 in the name of love, about $8 more than last year. So treat your women right, guys. For example, this year, for Valentine's Day dinner, uh, I'm going to be going all out and letting my lady get the large order of fries. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can download the free Daily Dose of Weird News app. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get involved with our weekly caption contest where I will promote your YouTube channel and more. Check it out at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Thank you all for joining us today for This Needs to be Said. We've had a lot of fun. The show was uh, definitely informative. We talked about uh, bullying, A Letter to My Bully, the book by Sharissa T. Robertson. You can definitely check out her website at www.lotslikefrankmedia.com, and you can find all out about this book that was written by young ladies from the ages of 9 to 15 years old. We spent quite a bit of time talking with Mr. Ashton Sanders, and he is the co-founder of AffluentLifeBranding.com. So if you've ever wanted to look at your business and make sure that it was branded properly, that you're getting out the right message through your efforts, his company would be a great one to link up with. Thank you all for joining us. We are about to wrap up uh, with the show on today. And I know some of you may be a little sad, but it's okay. You can always go back and listen to the replay of the show. Just want to tell you all thank you for being a part of This Needs to be Said, making what we do possible here each and every day. Yeah. I want to thank you. DJ Echo DJ Delmatic So free
thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.